Welcome back to episode two of the Warp Sense of Reality podcast. I'm Josh, and here's your host. And I'm Amy, and we're here to pick up where we left off from last week's story. I think where we left off last time, Josh had just got to. We were well, just, just we were just rolling Tennessee. out. Yeah, we were leaving Tennessee. Leaving Tennessee and headed to. Um, just wherever forty would take us. We were heading west forty across the country. All right. For those of you, this is your first episode listening. We're just basically recapping Josh's story, childhood story from beginning to end, and we are on episode two. All right. So what happened? So we um, heading out of Tennessee. We um, I want to say we touched through Arkansas, then Oklahoma, and then we traveled to the top part of Texas, and then we land in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, I distinctly remember us getting there early in the morning. It was probably three, four in the morning. It was still dark outside and we found a Denny's. So we rolled into the Denny's parking lot and we decided to go inside and eat. And of course, um, there's no money. So, but we're going to do our dine and dash. Um, I'm not sure if it was discussed ahead of time. I think we just parked and was going to go in and eat. And so inside we go to eat and, um, the, and off topic a little bit here, I remember, I remember we were sitting there and order food and ate and we sitting there cause you just relaxing from how long the drives are. And, uh, I had, mom wanted me to get something out of the car and it was daylight outside by this time. Okay. We remember you rolled in at night. You couldn't see anything. So I go outside the Denny's and it's like, as you step out, it's like something just blocks your view. And it's just like, it just like blacks out your view and you're like, what in the world? And you turn and you look and like, you're right. There's like a mountain right there. Like this, this, I guess Albuquerque is in a valley surrounded by mountains. Mm -hmm. So the most beautiful thing probably in my entire trip from here to California that I saw was the mountains of Albuquerque, New Mexico. So if you ever go on through there, definitely check it out. So I get what I know real quick. Sorry. Have you ever done this before? done what what you're about to talk about like is this your first time no 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 uh the dining and dashing stuff yeah. no we, we had done it other times before so we i get whatever i'm out of the car we go back inside and we're just hanging out there because it's you know we're just hanging out and you know you're not ready to get back on the road yet and this that and the third and the longer you sit there you know you see your waitress start looking and this that and the third and, you know, so then, and it's probably about this time it comes like, okay, well, it's time for us to go, so we got to go. Well, I'm not thinking anything, and um, I want to say maybe Meredith went to the restroom first, and I think Mom had to use the restroom, and I'm guessing it was just supposed to be known we were we were going to roll out. So I had to use the restroom, so I go to the restroom, and I come out of the restroom, and I think they're still both in the restroom, so I sit back down at the table. And I'm sitting at the table, and... You know, 10 minutes goes by, 15 minutes goes by, you know, 20 minutes goes by. You know, now now I'm starting to get nervous because, you know, you don't have cell phones and stuff back then. Too poor to have them anyway. So you sit there 20 and like, where's my mom and my sister at? So finally a waitress comes over to the table and she's like, you know, hey, um, where'd your, you know, where'd your mom go? And I'm like, oh, they were in the bathroom, they're in the bathroom. So she's like, okay, okay. And, you know, we don't think nothing about it. And then, you know, maybe probably another 15, 20 minutes goes by and the lady comes back and goes, She's like, sir, I was just in the bathroom and nobody's in the bathroom. So now I'm like freaking out. Like, oh no, they walked out and left me sitting here. You know, and I don't know if they're in the park. Who knows where they're at? Because, you know, it's, it's it was a very, I remember it being very foggy outside. Because I guess being in the valley and clouds moving through. So I can't even see out the window to see where they're at, who's where, who's what, when, where, how. 
and I'm freaking out. You know, they're coming around, and by this time, they know what's going on. And I'm guessing the only thing I could think would have happened was they probably left to go probably find money, probably to steal something from somewhere to get money, because now they've realized, like, oh, crap, Josh is still in there, and we got to get him out of there kind of thing. So, and, you know, but as a child, I'm freaking out. Like, I'm sitting there like, this is nervous. I'm crying. Like, oh, my oh, God. This was this would have been when we we left seventh grade, whatever seventh whatever seventh grade is. I'm not sure of age. And uh, finally, like three hours later, mom comes rolling back in, like playing that, like, "Oh my God, where are you at? We thought you, you know." I, I don't know how she got them to believe, like, mm-hmm. basically she had she had them believing that, like, "Oh my God, like I was just some dummy sitting there and should have known to pay the bill and come on out, like I had the money on me or something." I don't remember how she played it off, you know, but they knew, they knew. But I mean, it was a very stressful. She was gone for a long time. Yeah, it was probably I was probably sitting there probably two and a half, three hours by myself, you know. And they're just like I'm getting just stared at by them and customers. I'm sure they're you know mumbling about this, that, and the third. So it was very, uh, it was very traumatic experience for a twelve year old, you know. But mom came in with some money, paid the bill, and that like she couldn't. She just like, oh my god, I can't believe you were still sitting here and. This, that, and the third. I told you to come on, you know, in front of them, putting on a little show. And, of course, then we get out in the car, and I'm getting chastised, like, you know, like, we told, we told you we was leaving. Why didn't you leave? And I said, I thought y'all were still in the bathroom. I didn't know, so I came back and sat down. I didn't know y'all had already dipped out. But, I mean, but who dips out and leaves the 12-year-old sitting there? You know, <laughs> you would think maybe you send the kids out first, and, the, and then mom comes out late. I don't even know. And, and maybe they thought I'd already walked out, you know, because we all went to the bathroom around the same you know within the same 10 minutes of each other so maybe they come out and thought oh josh is outside so they come rolling out they probably thought that was the plan but my point was once they got out to the car and realized i'm not there you thought somebody would have came back in right away not let me sit there for three fucking hours you know out of my mind i mean i don't know so but that was a that was this whole experience and it's on its own deal and, but she came in with money, paid the bill, you know, when we looked like idiots, so we rolled out. when you, when they realized, like, you had been sitting there for over an hour and you started, like, basically they said, I think your parent, your mom left, your sister's gone, and you started crying, what was their reaction? They really didn't, you know, I mean, I, there was one lady who was like, oh, everything's fine, you'll be okay, I'm sure they just went somewhere and they'll be back here in a second, you know. And I, but I think she knew she was just giving me the benefit of the doubt, trying to calm me down, you know, because I'm just sitting there looking like a dummy. So they didn't think to call the police or no, the, no police was ever called. No police was ever called. Interesting. Thank God, thank God. <clears throat> so, but we, you know, pay the bill, hit the car, and off we go on to the on the forty. You know, conversations to be had, and you know what happened, blah 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 blah, and then off we go. You know, that was the end of New Mexico. Alright, so after New Mexico, where did you land next? We head into Arizona. And I remember us landing in Flagstaff, Arizona. You know, here wasn't our best. Um, I think, I remember during the trip, Mama let Meredith drive every once in a while. She was probably, what, 13, 14. She was letting her drive here and there. If I was 12, she had to be 14 then. 14, maybe going on 15. So, but she would let her drive on and off. So, Meredith knew how to drive the car. So, we get into Arizona, and I'm guessing we're driving so late. It's, it's getting to be nighttime. We stop in, you know, go 
go hit some. I think we, we got into town. I went hit a couple WalMarts, get some, steal some stuff. You know, um, I was the younger one and didn't have the, you know, I guess the mental capacity on stealing. So I never helped with the stealing. I would just usually sit in the car while they would go do their thing. I had like, you know, some figurines I brought from home, little Ninja Turtles. I'd just sit in the back of the car and play with my Ninja Turtles or whatnot. And they would go in and do whatever they do. So they roll in and, you know, get their money for the hotel. We head out, find out. Motel 6 was our friend all the way across the country. So we went and found a Motel 6. We check into Motel 6 and mom lays down and goes to sleep because she knows she's in her depression stages and she's sleeping Well, Meredith comes to me and she's like, hey, let's go to the, let's, let's go to the Kmart or I think, well, no, we went to a Walmart. Let's go to Walmart and uh, let's get some books because, you know, you have nothing else to do. You want to read and stuff. And, you know, and when I say get books, I mean steal books. So I'm like, okay. So we go jump in the car and she drives us over to the Walmart. We find the Walmart. And we go inside the Walmart, and we go over to the book aisle, and we're looking at books. And, you know, I think I had probably, I found a couple, I was into reading Dean R. Koontz then, probably something I shouldn't have been reading at 12, but he's kind of like a uh, Stephen King kind of writer. So I think I found like four or five books, and I said, here's the books I want. She has some books she wanted. And, you know, we I put them down in front of my pants, pulled my shirt down. Well, like I say, I'm not used to this, so now I'm nervous. And my sister's like, come on, let's go. I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I'm starting to freak out. And she's just like, oh my God, really? And um, I'm like, yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. Forget it. And she's like, look, I'll take my, you just go sit down. I'll take my books out to the car. I'll come back in and get your books and I'll take those books out with me. And then, and it will be fine. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, whatever. So I go sit down on one of those blood pressure taking machines. You know, you put your arm in the little cuff and I sit down and I don't know why I left the books in my pants. Like in the front of my pants with my shirt over them. I left the books there. So I'm hanging out there waiting and, you know, waiting and waiting and waiting. It's probably 20 minutes goes by. And then here comes Meredith back with a dude walking with her. And you could tell he's probably security, you know, because he looks pretty big and he's holding her by the arm. And they walk up to me and he's like, son, you know. And I guess backstory is, I guess the, there was a security guard in the building that worked for Kmart. And he was there visiting his friend who worked at Walmart, another street that worked at Walmart. And the guy from Kmart remember seeing Meredith and my mother in his Kmart. And he thought, wow, they look shady. But I guess they never caught him in there. So then when he come to see his buddy, I guess they're sitting up in the camera room watching. He's like, that girl was in my Kmart earlier today. You know, so then they started watching her on the camera, saw us have the books, and then waited on her to go out the door with them. So they stop her, they come back to me, they stand up, son, you know, and he's like, you got books on you? And I'm like, oh, uh, now I'm thinking like, why don't I just take the book? I, I wasn't going to walk out with them because I was scared. Why don't I take them out of my pants before I sat down? But I didn't. So I stand up handing the books, you know, and they go ring it all up. I think it was probably, it was like, it was less than $50 worth of books total between the two of us. And they rung it out, you know, to see how much we had. They take us up to this little room. Um, it's like a, their little security room upstairs. Mm-hmm. And they're questioning us, like, where's your mother? Where, you know, we're like, she's at the hotel asleep. You know, what are y'all doing? Why y'all stealing, you know? And then that's when the guy starts telling my sister, like, I remember seeing you at Kmart day. Y'all were stealing, weren't you? And, of course, my sister's like, no, no, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, well, guess what? You're going to juvenile. You're going to juvenile attention center tonight, you know? So I'm like, oh, my Lord. So they have the cops going up there, and they handcuff us both, and off to the juvenile attention center we go. You know, mom, and, and mind you, mom's at the hotel dead asleep. Don't even, I don't think she even knew we left in the car. She had no clue of anything. So, just to recap this, <sighs> you're about 11 or 12 and 13 or 14. 
driving a car on your own to Walmart to steal books so you have some books to read. Your mom's asleep. Why was your mom asleep? She suffers from depression, so any chance when we stop, she slept. But what makes her sleep so much? Uh, she has uh, popped a lot of Xander PMs. Like, I when you say a lot, how much? By this time, she's probably taking 50 at a time. 50 at a time? Yeah, but her her, her pill addiction on Xander PM started in her 20s. I think before she even had me. So she was already taking Pixetron then. By now, it's in, it was like her way to sleep. So basically, like a normal person would take two Excedrin PM to go to sleep, she takes a handful. Yes, and would eat it, eat it with crackers real quick, throw half of them back up, and then have to rot back and forth to keep them throwing the rest of them up, and then fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Kind of, sort of. So she's went. basically passed out, passed out. At yeah, yeah she's out, she's out. Okay. So... So they take us to juvenile, and of course, you know, like this is the most, you know, I'm once again, I'm scared, nervous, like what in the world was I thinking, you know? So I mean, because it dawned on me before I left, like I shouldn't be doing this, I'm freaking out. So I knew I didn't want to do it, and the mayor was like, "Look, I'll go take mine, come in and get yours." Well, it backfired on us, and we were just trying to get something to read. We just wanted something to read, <laughs> you know, something to do in the hotel room. So we go to juvenile, of course, you know, out, they separate us because she goes to the girl side, I'm on the boy side, so I can only speak about me, you know, I get strip searched, and I had to bend over, you know, show my anal cavities and everything else, and I mean, it's just so, it's just so degrading and embarrassing, and I'm freaking out, of, as usual, and, and when I say freak out, I wasn't one of those that was just like, crying hysterically, throwing a tender tantrum, but in my mind, I'm just like, I'm scared to death. So I get, you know, then they th- hand me a bar of soap, put me in a shower. I shower, they come out, give me a jumpsuit, boom, put me in my own little room. Now I'm sitting, in, by this time, mind you, it's probably midnight, one, two, three in the morning. So um, I'm guessing since Meredith was the older, they questioned her more than they did me. And they found, and I guess Meredith told them where mom was in the hotel. So they was able to go to that hotel and find my mother. And then, so the next morning, I remember waking up. Uh, they took me again for another shower. This time there was another guy in the shower there too. It was two showers. So we're back to back. So now my first experience of being naked in, a, in another room with a man taking a shower. So that was degrading. You know, we get our showers, put us back in our cells, and then this breakfast time. Come out for breakfast, you know, and then you eat your breakfast, you know, and go back into your room by yourself. I'm laying there, like, covers over my head, just thinking and hoping, like, something's going to happen, this, that, and the third. And I'm guessing they must have found Mom. She came up there and, you know, of course, played that. Play that, oh my God, I'm going to whoop them. I can't believe my kids are doing this. They stole my car. and I mean, you know, she's having to play the role to get them, you know, to make the situation look believable. And they come out there and they let and her they take... her stuff out of trouble. Yep. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So they pull us out and um, let her take us back with her, you know, and write us tickets. And we got court dates to appear and all this stuff. And... Uh, so we, you know, give us our clothes back. We get dressed. We roll it. So I, I was, I was probably in this place, probably a total of, probably twelve to eighteen hours, probably. So we come out the front door. Mom's like, get in the car now. You know, we go jump in the car, and of course, you're hearing the what in the world we are thinking. You know, yada yada yada. And we jump in the car, and we hit the highway, and then she's like, we got to get out of Arizona asap. So hit the highway, right at Flagstaff, and start heading out of, out into the next. Fun field adventure. So you're probably we're just gonna say twelve years old. Where you, you were going, you were obviously going to school because y'all were constantly on the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no school. And you were stealing books, so you had something to read. And wanting books is what caused you to go through <laughs> that entire <laughs> traumatic experience. You weren't stealing video games or toys, or you were stealing books. Books, to read. yeah, books to read. Books to read. 
because no one was providing. I mean, I guess you say, you know, I, even to this day, I have my moods where I just want to go read a book and, you know, have book time, I guess. So it, because you, know, you wanted books to read and no one, they weren't available as a child, you had to basically... Wasn't available be, at that time in my life. You so. had to basically be cavity searched. Uh, yeah, I, you could say that. It was very, very true. I mean, like, I could see going through that, I, I know it's something I'd never want to do again. That just blows my mind because our daughter is currently around that age. Yeah. She's about one year away from that. And I can't imagine her having to go steal books and then having to go through all of that just because I didn't provide her. It was, it was, I'll tell you this, like, for the rest of the trip, if, if, I don't care if mom was like, take that piece of gum. I, I, I've never, from that day till now, I've never stolen another thing in my life. So, you know, like, that freaked me out, you know. And just, yeah, over some books, you know. Because, I mean, I mean, ha, ha, you know, you got to give, you know, hands off to, you know, Merit, she had Merit stealing by probably midway through the trip. You know, and they were both really good at it. So, you know, thank God that got us somewhere to sleep at night and food in our bellies to get across the country. So, you know, this is, you did what you had to do to survive, I guess. All right, so you guys rushed out of <laughs> Yeah, got Arizona. out of Arizona ASAP, and we headed into Nevada, into Vegas. And Vegas was really, um, Vegas was uneventful. I, I, wanted, I remember us getting stuck in Vegas probably like uh, over a month, I know at least. You know, and mom had a couple, you know, she'd go to the grocery store here and there. But it was the same thing. You'd be, we found a Motel 6. And it was, that was like surreal because you're in this Motel 6. You're in the city. So like beside us, I think, was like the Excalibur Hotel. So like you're in this little bitty crappy Motel 6 and you're looking up around you and like there's all these... I mean, the Bellagio, all these high, big hotels or Circus Circus and Excalibur, and it was, it was beautiful. Like, Nevada was a beautiful, uh, you know, to get to experience that. I mean, of course, your poor experience in it, but, you know. Um, but I know we got we got stuck, because I, I remember we had, it flooded while we were there. They had some real bad rains come in and flood the streets, and we you know, had to stay off the streets for a while. Um, but same thing, they would go around and steal, and... Um, the biggest story there is I remember um, there was you know in the when we were in the hotels, if they decided we was going to stay another day, like I just stayed at the hotel while they went out to do thing, and of course you know they get up in the morning early like eight nine o'clock in the morning, but okay you know checkouts like I think then it used to be twelve, so you got to be out by twelve. So I'm like all right, so I'm in the room with our dogs and everything, and off they go to do their thing. Well, I remember this particular time. When did they go do their thing? They'd go to Walmart and steal something like. They either go in there and take clothes, you know, just go in there, try them on the dress room, stuff them in their purses, leave, go to a different one, take the stuff back, get refunds, and that was our money to live off of for the day. Or she would walk through the parking lot and find if you dropped a receipt. She'd find the receipt, look for the most expensive thing on the receipt, and go take it from the store. And then that way, when she went to the next store, she had a receipt and the product. Boom. You know, so you had a way to make, you know, a way to get your money. Almost sounds like it had been easier just to get a job. Uh, I mean, when you're only in a town for a week, two weeks here, two weeks there, a month here, the point you find a job probably would have been pretty pointless. By the time you got hired, I mean, you'd be living in your car waiting to get a first paycheck. Yeah, but there's no reason why she couldn't have stayed in one place and got a job. I mean, you're running from the law, you know. You're just it, it would just take the right cop to stop us and find out who she is, her real name and everything. And then she, she has 15 warrants for arrest in North Carolina. Now everybody's locked up and you're getting sent back home so everything you had to be cautious of everything you know anytime we had to deal with a police officer you were i remember it might have been in vegas we got pulled over one time and the car you know everything you owns in the car so you know the car looked like trash like you're seeing everything in this car 
and a cop pulled us over and stopped us on the side of the road and made us all get out like you see it on TV and we're all sitting on the curb and they're searching the car with a fine tooth comb pulling out everything you know and then you know and mom is using like four different names and I remember they found a lot box and it was like she of course she played like she didn't know the combination to it but all her stuff in there that identified who was her she was was in that box so she was just having to like you know and I'm surprised you know I look back on that like why didn't they pry the box open but she was able to finagle it or talk them into not opening the box like she didn't know the password it's not her box I don't know the little digit you know they had a little dial lock on there mm -hmm. and if they'd opened that box it all would have came crashing down but they she was able to f keep them from opening that box with whatever she was telling them but we, we but we sat on outside on that curve for probably two hours and 17 cops later you know, the next one drives by pulls up what's going on mm -hmm. then the next one the next one now we got 25 Checking cops we got 20 cops surrounding us and we're all sitting out here on the ground and they're searching the car praying and mom's praying like you know you know because she give them a different name and you was know, they, the car stolen or no no well I, you, that was another thing she was worried like had the had that car lot in tennessee reported that car stolen yet you know i guess they hadn't because <clears throat> they didn't the car didn't come back stolen so you know but i remember that was a scary traumatic you know incident there but but this particular time in the hotel you know i'm in the hotel waiting and of course here comes 11 o'clock 12 o'clock they're not back yet well now you got people knocking on the door like check out time check out time and you know of course i'm just like i don't go to the door because i'm nervous you know so i just sit there and then i had the bolt on the door and at some point the management comes and opens the door and of course it opens halfway and stops because the bolt's on there and they're looking in like, hey, it's time to get out. You know, we need our, we need our uh, money. So you're getting your money for your, you know, your next day you need to get your room. So, you know, it's like 12 o'clock. There's, you know, they're beating on the door wanting their money. And that was very, you know, like, hey, we need our money. You got to get out. You know, we're going to open this door. We're going to call the cops, you know. And, I'm, you know, I'm, all I could say was, like, I would call mom, you know, or no. There was no way I could call mom. So she would call the, uh, yeah, so finally, uh, it was probably an hour later after the checkout, mom calls and was like, how, how, I'm like, mom, they're beating on the door, they they want in, you know, they're wanting their money, and she's like, tell mom to be there and, you know, give me 45 more minutes, and I want to say probably finally around 3 p.m. she shows up and pays them for the next night of rent, or hotel money, and I want to say she got enough money to pay two nights, you know, and they, they scalded her at the office saying, you know, checkout's 12, you need to have your money, you know yada 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 so but that was a very traumatic experience you know i'm sitting in this room by myself and they're threatening the cops to kick the door in you know because they want their money or they want us out one so that was an interesting time but other than that vegas was you know mama go gamble a little bit here and there these slot machines in the grocery stores and it's a couple different times she'd win a hundred dollars won 150 dollars one time you know that that was good because you was able to pay a couple nights and get it going and uh <clears throat> so after that it was uh we pretty much headed from there all back into uh once we left vegas it was pretty much straight shot into california <clears throat> and we just happened to land in uh, orange county no we was we went to costa mesa first got to costa mesa california and uh car broke down and i think we stayed in a hotel there maybe one or two nights and then it was you know, now mom's looking at like, oh, well, you know, here, you know, she's looking at like, this is where I used to live, you know, it's still a good ways away, <clears throat> but now you have no transportation, you know, so we found some shopping carts and piled everything we could fit into the, from the car into the shopping carts, and that's probably where most of my stuff got left behind. What didn't get left in North Carolina 
got left in that car and in the parking lot where it broke down at. So, what was your what was her final destination? Like, what was what part of California was she? Looking I don't I don't remember to? where her, she lived at. I don't remember where it was. It had to be in Orange County somewhere. Because I remember her finally at some point in time, we finally met her neighborhood she grew up in, to the house she lived at. And was like that's we stood. I mean, we walked up to the door of the house. I don't think nobody was home though, because I remember her knocking on the door. And nobody ever come to the door, but she was like, "This is the house I grew up in." You know, when you're like, you know, you're standing there homeless looking at this house, and then we walked away. So you guys have lost your car once again. Yeah, this time. Yes, everything. Now you've took grocery carts, like you see homeless people on TV. Yeah, and whatever we could fit in there, important. You know, mom decided what was important, what wasn't. So that's where I lost all my comic books, my pictures, everything was your gone. Trophies. Trophy, yeah, my, any trophies that I was able to carry with me from old soccer days. Do you have any photos days. from your childhood? No, I have no photos from my childhood. They're all gone. No report cards, no nothing. No report cards, no nothing. So everything's 100% gone. So, but and how many animals did you have with you at this point? Two. We had two Pekingeses. Is that what you left with? Yes. So you maintain the same two dogs all the yep, way across yep. from Baby and Bark. North Carolina, California. Yep. And we loaded everything up in shopping carts and we... And I don't know why we started walking, but we left Costa Mesa and walked 20 miles into Garden Grove, California. Pushing cars down the, whatever the highway, major highway was that ran. It wasn't like a major highway highway. It was more like a Wendover Avenue or something in Greensboro. You know, you could still walk down the side of it, but it was a major busy thoroughfare. And we threw the dogs on top of the carts and started pushing. And that's where we ended up in that park in Garden Grove where our... Um, homeless tent living began before we get into that i just want to tell uh i want you to tell a quick story about uh bart and the shopping cart incident oh man (laughs) we were coming across the intersection it was so embarrassing this he was still walking though he was like i had his leash tied to the cart and we're walking and we're walking and we go to go across this intersection and when i say it's busy it's california costa mesa was a pretty big city we're going across like a stoplight so i'm having to hurry up and get across well i noticed i'm feeling some some pushback, like some friction when I'm trying to push. And I'm like, what in the world? And I look back and he's like skipping across the road because he's using the bathroom. He's like doing number two, go, skipping across the, the street in the middle of an intersection in front of, uh, you know, a hundred cars in a four-way stop staring as we're trying to cross the street. It was so embarrassing. Like, and, and by the time I realized what it was, we'd already got like de- dead center of the intersection so I ran, and I had to just basically wait on him to finish, and I snatched him up and threw him on top of the cart and finished my run across the intersection to the other side up on the sidewalk. And I was like, oh, my. Just If it was embarrassing, it could happen to me, it happened to me. But it Bart, Bart becomes a, a very important part of your life. Yeah, Bart was, uh, he, was my, he was my ride or die. He slept in the tent with me, and um, he, he basically made it. He, he went from North Carolina to California with me back home to North Carolina. So, you still you still had Bart when I met you. Yep, he was my he was my I love that dog more than life itself. You know, he's all I had, all I had. All right, well we'll stop there. Thank anybody for listening to our podcast, Warp Sense of Reality. Stay tuned for episode three. Um, will be us starting our homeless journey in Garden Grove, California. Don't forget to follow and subscribe.